Now, I don't want to be a jerk here, but I do want to make it clear that there's a difference between a career and a business. A business is the upgraded version of a career. It does mean more responsibility, but because you take on all the risks, the rewards are also greater. David Andrew Weeb with the New Music Industry Podcast, Cowabunga. Coursework, 80s music project, you've heard me talk about all that already if you've listened to the last two episodes, but I did wrap up my 21-day personal development course, and that's something I'm sure I'll be covering on the show in the near future because I think it's going to be an incredible tool for helping you figure out your brand as a musician, and that's connected to the book I'm working on right now, which is the Music Entrepreneur Identity and it's a reshaping of the essential guide to creative entrepreneurship, but to be honest, it's an entirely new book. And I feel like that's how this has been going. It's like I'm actually rebranding all the books to be the music entrepreneur something or other. I'm just teasing here. I'm not going to give all the titles away. But every time I go in there and start changing some of the copy, I just find myself almost rewriting the whole thing. And I think it's just reflective of my growth and how far I've come and everything that I'm learning. And in a way, Music Entrepreneur HQ, as well as the podcast, the New Music Industry Podcast, stands as like a record of my personal growth and how far I've come and how I've changed and all the things I've discovered and learned on my journey. I can't think of a more valuable resource than that. You know, you'd be able to go back and learn where I was two years ago or four years ago, or in some cases, even like 15 years ago. And then you can fast forward your way all the way to today. And I can tell you right now, the energy levels that I'm showing and demonstrating, I'm pushing myself to be fair. Like this is me amped up as I could probably possibly be because I'm honestly exhausted. I am as tired as they come right now, but I'm bringing the energy and this is, <laughs> this is me me bringing the energy to the max, to the fullest. You would not have heard that even in episode 100 of the podcast, okay? It was just me, calm, collected, zen. Not that there was anything wrong with that, but I don't think it's the right thing for the podcast, which is why over time I've grown, I've learned, and I've gotten to this point. Anyway, I didn't mean to go on an entire rant there. It just kind of came out of me, so maybe it needed to be said. That's all I have to share here, but do let me know whether you like this What's New This Week segment. I've been doing it for a little while now, and I've been doing it because it's a part of the show format I've adopted, but if you just want me to cut to the chase and get to the content of the episode, hey, I'm cool with that too. You know, this is your podcast as much as it is mine, so I'm open to hearing your thoughts. Tim Ferriss's 4-Hour Workweek is one of the most powerful and inspiring books I've ever read. It's largely considered the modern Bible of lifestyle design, and as I've shared before, I've taken some inspiration from that book in designing the life I want through music. Now, I've also learned a lot about lifestyle design from my coach, James Schramko, and of course, there's so many people that have iterated on this idea of being a digital nomad, even though I'm not really a fan of the digital bromad side of things. You know, those guys who are on the beach talking about the laptop lifestyle, yeah, your laptop's gonna fry, buddy. Good luck with that. That's not 
really what we're looking at. And that's not really the opportunity that's available. It's sort of painted the wrong way. But that isn't to say there isn't a great life available, a life of freedom, a life where you get to make a lot of the decisions. So as you can imagine, one of the keys to living a laptop lifestyle, traveling, or just living a life of freedom, however that looks to you, is figuring out this money thing and preferably setting some or most of it on autopilot. I don't want to say Tim glances over it in his book because it's not quite true. At the same time, in my ongoing efforts to design my life, the piece that has proven the most challenging is this very thing, building an income stream that's not 100% dependent on me and the hours I put in. So I like the groundwork that Tim has laid. I just think sometimes he underestimates the complexity or doesn't necessarily see the challenges that people go through because he's seeing it through a different lens or a different context. Maybe like business is something that came easy to him, or maybe he just saw an opportunity that others weren't seeing. Now in trying to figure out this revenue thing, I've got to admit, like I've got an artistic brain and I think there's probably something to be said for that fact. <laughs> Because when an inspiration strikes, I'm the kind of guy that's got to act on it here and now, or there's a reward mechanism that just doesn't feel satisfied. And it's like, yeah, I could say I'm going to come back to that when I scheduled in my 20% time. The only problem is I haven't scheduled in my 20% time. So like, I'm sure you know what I mean. Like if I don't know where you get an idea for a song, you want to get it down on paper sooner rather than later, or else you're just going to forget it, right? But to be effective in revenue generation, automation, and just this career or business thing in general, you gotta be a little more logically minded, sequentially oriented, and be absolutely clear on the actions that move the needle on the money front. Otherwise, you end up wasting a lot of time and energy on things that aren't gonna produce results. So within that context, I'd like to share some tips on integrating your music with business sooner. The word sooner was chosen deliberately for this episode. And I think some of the time what happens is musicians hear business and want to run the other way. They feel like they've got to go to a recovery group for musicians who were told to embrace business or maybe just sit around and talk about it. You know, the truth is, if you have the desire to travel, live the laptop lifestyle, make your own schedule, and or write your own paycheck, marrying music with business is almost entirely necessary. So here are a few simple, actionable ways to integrate music with business sooner. Number one, make the leap from career to business. Now, I don't wanna be a jerk here, but I do wanna make it clear that there's a difference between a career in a business. A business is the upgraded version of a career. It does mean more responsibility, but because you take on all the risks, the rewards are also greater. This is a mindset shift you can make immediately. Like if you've got a career and you relegate your booking and you relegate your publicity and you relegate pretty much all the promotion and marketing work to someone else, you're handing out most of your career right there. Like it could be 80, 90, maybe even 95% of your total revenue, you just hand it over. If you think of it as a business, then you're really taking the pool of money, taking pieces of that and assigning it to the people to do their job at a high level because you're going to choose those people. You're going to choose the people who are on your team. You're going to choose the services that you want to utilize. You're not going to hand over 80, 90%. It's going to work the other way around. You're going to hand out 20% or 30% and reinvest in your career or business to grow it. So you've got to start making this shift. You can begin to view your career as a business 
And if you've had your hand in booking and promoting gigs, then you, my friend, are an entrepreneur already. You just haven't recognized yourself as such, okay? So just begin to embrace it. You can do this right now. Two, take responsibility. So inevitably, there are going to be those who say, what does this have to do with living the life I want to live through music? Why do I have to take responsibility? And the answer is that this is so foundational and so fundamental to your success that if you don't embrace it, I really don't see you going anywhere fast. I'm going to give you an example, and I'm not going to mention any names to protect the innocent. A few years ago, I was booking musicians for a local event, and we'd done a few of these and had a high success rate at these events. They were really awesome. We had good turnouts, responsive crowds who appreciated artists, and they were always poised to buy CDs and merch. You know, granted, this was close to 10 years ago, but still, I mean, in recent memory, can you think of a time when everybody came to your show and bought merch? Like, that's, that's a rarity, so we were doing well. There was one date specifically I couldn't make it to, but was still responsible for booking the artists. So I went and found three artists for the night, prepped each of them, and gave them all the relevant details. After the fact, I heard from my partner that things didn't exactly go well, and in fact, one of the artists didn't even show up. Now, my partner was quick to point the finger at me, assuming I hadn't done my due diligence in prepping the artist, but in this case, he was wrong. I had communicated with each of them through messenger, email, and even over the phone. I followed up with the artist who didn't make it, and I asked him what happened, because I just wanted to figure that out. And he said he looked at the website, he wasn't really into this whole thing, he was skeptical, and he wasn't sure he wanted to represent it. This was after he'd already agreed to perform. And I told him that he wasn't dealing with the website, he was dealing with a person, which is me. I'm the person he was talking to on the phone. And suddenly, when he realized what I said, he changed his tune and told me to let him know when future opportunities became available. Of course, by that time, it was too late. The damage had been done. There was no way I'd even consider putting myself at risk of being chewed out by my partner again. So the point should be clear. A lot of artists don't deal with things professionally. They assume a lot of things and think everything should work to accommodate them. But you've got to be flexible and open to learning, especially if travel is a big part of your dream because cultures are all different. I grew up in Japan. That's a way different culture than North America. There's different language. There's different food. There's different etiquette. If you can't be bothered to research your trip for just 30 to 60 minutes prior to getting on that plane, think about your willingness to put out fires in your business or stay out late to deliver on a promise you've made to a client. You can't keep every promise, and if you are, you're living a small life. But if you can't be there or you can't get something done on time, you've got to be the first to say, I'm so sorry, I can't do this. Let me make it up to you by doing X, Y, Z. I know it feels so good when life does accommodate you and gives you everything you need, but that's a pretty idealistic in thinking. Three, get used to taking more risks. As I mentioned before, upgrading from a career to a business means taking on more of the risk. And because you're shouldering more of the risk, you're entitled to more of the reward. That's how it works. Now, you might not be used to taking risks, so really consider your chances of jumping on a plane to go somewhere strange right now. Is that something you'd even be willing to do? You're just not going to do it if you're risk averse. You're probably going to fly somewhere comfortable. In fact, the very thought of getting on a plane might scare you to death. So you might just end up telling yourself, oh, it's okay, I'll drive to the mountains on the weekend or something. 
If you don't feel like you can take a big risk right now, that is okay. But you want to start doing things that are just outside of your comfort zone. I used to go out and talk to five strangers every day. And I swear I did that for a year or two. And I had to build up to it. It wasn't five people right out the gate. It was like one and then two and then three. And then gradually I got more comfortable with that. Now, five people, that's going to be hard for some and easy for others. Again, you've got to tailor this exercise to you. What's just outside of your comfort zone, but not impossible for you to do. That's what you want to identify. Go and do that thing and get used to that feeling. Because in business and travel, things aren't always going to be comfortable or fun. And always remember, the universe honors your decisions. If you invest in yourself and your growth, it's always going to come back to you. If you shrink back and never invest in yourself, you can expect your options to shrink too. Four, identify your revenue streams. When you think of yourself as an artist, you're basically just thinking about your next painting. The thing is, you might have 80 of those suckers already and making another painting might not be the breakthrough you're looking for. This doesn't mean you shouldn't work on your next painting, but you've got to begin to recognize all the opportunities this represents. I can easily think of a few ways off the top of my head. You could make money from your paintings. You could sell prints. You could make a book of paintings. You could take high-res pictures of your paintings and bundle it up with other digital goods like audio stories and interviews that talk about each of your paintings and your process, an instructional video or otherwise. You could teach others how to paint. You could host paint nights. You could create a course. And I understand I just gave the example of a visual artist rather than a musician, but I think the illustrations can help you. You know, it's just what came to mind for me as well. But you've got to think of your music the same way. It's not just about your new album. It's about how many ways you can make money from that album. And there are a ton of different ways. I don't know how you plan to create the life you want through music without at least identifying a few core monetization strategies. I would say at least five to seven, but sometimes you can do it with less. Now, nothing is 100% future-proof, which is something we've learned from recent events, but for the time being, online is the place to be, and if you aren't building out that website, that sales funnel, that membership platform, or whatever it is you're doing, you may need to rethink your priorities. So identify your revenue streams. I would argue that Music Entrepreneur HQ Archives is a great place to start. And I famously have a piece about 27 ways I've made money in music that might be an eye opener for you. Now, it isn't a post about 27 ways I've been betting from music. That number might be a bit lower, but it is a post about how being a musician and participating in events and being friends with other musicians has led to tons of revenue opportunities. And I think that's just as valuable when you're looking to create your freedom lifestyle because you aren't necessarily going to be able to record music or play music or perform everywhere you go. You always want to keep those things in view, but you want to be open to the other revenue streams that are available and it's good to have something to fall back on i don't mean fall back on as in like get a job i mean as in like oh well i'm not bad at writing and i got this freelance writing gig that's something you could fall back on if things didn't go as well as you hoped with some of your other projects this is a skill it's learnable in fact all four of the ways i've laid out for you are actionable you can do something with them right now and that's exactly what I love to see. So in conclusion, there certainly are more ways of integrating music with business sooner. And that's something I can touch on in the future. The point is that if you want to create your life through music, 
You've got to be an active participant in life. Artists do this all the time. Many of them have got a serious case of savior syndrome. They assume someone's going to come along and discover them, mentor them, give them a hand up for free. And school has done a horrible job for setting us up for that expectation as well. But while it might happen in some rare instances, like in the movies, it's a roll of the dice. It's like winning the lottery. Your chances are so low that it's not even worth taking a chance on. Go back and have a listen to episode 135 of the podcast with Matt Starr. I'm dead serious. It's a great episode. Take some notes on what he did to get to where he's at today. He wanted to be at a certain point in his career. And the only way that was going to happen for him is if he broke it all down into steps, defining exactly what it would take to have the life he wanted. And be sure to pick up a copy of The Music Entrepreneur Code if you haven't already. That book is tailor-made to help you integrate music with business sooner. Okay? You can find it at musicentrepreneurhq.com slash code. And it's time for news and updates. Well, my life update for July still isn't up on the website yet. I published my one for June, and I'm committed to publishing them ongoingly monthly. And this one's about halfway written, but my coursework keeps ramping up. So that's been priority in my world. It, I guess it wraps up on Sunday now. So I only have so much further to go in all the learning and growing that I've been doing. But maybe until then, next week or the week after, I'm probably not going to be publishing the life update until then. And I have been publishing like crazy anyway, every single day, <laughs> as I mentioned in a previous episode. Somewhere in there, I started publishing on my personal blog as well as Medium. So not just Medium, but on my personal blog as well. So I've been doing two posts per day for a little while now. I don't know how it got to that point, but I do think content is important and I need to keep publishing, but I think it might make more sense for me to just publish on my blog and then syndicate it to Medium, at least for now. I'm looking to be more strategic with my time and I don't think I'm gonna be promoting the podcast quite as intensively as I have been either. It's great to have a checklist, but generally you want to hand off tasks like these, the ones I've been doing, the promotion efforts I've been doing for the podcast, and not have it eat away at your time as it has been mine. So I think more and more partnerships, collaborations, and joint ventures is where it's at. They have proven especially effective for my efforts here, and I think that needs to be a much stronger focus. I've suspected that for a little while now, possibly even for a few months but I think I have all the validation and confirmation I need. Content will be great and it will continue to get me out there. And it's one of those things that it's like a snowball going down a hill. Eventually it gains traction and gathers more snow and becomes a big ball over time, but it doesn't happen instantly. It really does take time. So it's probably only important to you what I've just talked about to the extent that you may not be seeing the social media frenzy you've been seeing up to this point. But then again, you're only seeing that if you're regularly checking in anyway. So, you know, always making these micro adjustments and it might seem like I'm constantly changing direction. That's not it. We've got to focus for everything. Just that I'm adjusting so that I can have the time to maximize what are the key tasks that need to be done. As always, we do like hearing from you. And so please do leave a rating and review in iTunes. It only takes a couple of minutes to do, and we're happy to share it on the show. The fastest, easiest, and most convenient way to contact me is on Twitter, at David A. Weeb, W-I-E-B-E. Do you feel overwhelmed by notifications, messages, and emails? Not sure what to do when you're faced with so many options and possibilities? 
What you need is a weekly action plan and you can sign up now to get your own. Get your free weekly action plan now at musicentrepreneurhq.com slash join. This is David Angelie and I look forward to seeing you on the stages of the world. Thank you for listening. Music in this episode was brought to you by Brian Young. Wherever you're listening to this right now, please consider leaving a five-star review and comment to help us get the word out about the podcast. Thank you.